This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. You're just not got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen. And where do people like that go to share the big lie? MAGA media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome. It's uh, Monday, 24 April, year of alert 2023. It's going to be quite intense on Capitol Hill this week. We'll get into all that as we are at the, uh, the beginning, uh, I guess, stages, I would say, of this massive debt ceiling uh, fight, spending fight, which is going to consume Washington, D.C. this week. We'll obviously have you dialed into all the inside baseball, because remember, you're the head of the creditors committee. You're the one that's going to drive this. And right now, my recommendation is take a hard not one penny increase, not one penny increase. You can't trust the Biden regime, can't trust the Federal Reserve, particularly can't trust the Democrats. Everything they're saying about this is just a stone-cold lie. So we've lot to go there. Susan Rice just announced she's stepping down from uh, Biden's White House. So Colonel Harvey, y- you've got Sequoia Capital. I mean, I think with the frustration of the MAGA supporters is we have people like you that have identified this. Devin Nunez has identified this. We've gone now for years and identified who the culprits are, what they're doing. Why is it that between House Intel and, and oversight, uh, all of this, and, and Comer, I think, is doing a great job. He's out now in front of this, um, yep. the Hunter Biden situation. He's identified, he's got Morrell in depositions to basically testify that this was a political thing with Blinken. I think it forced a couple of resignations. Where should the center of gravity of this go? And how do we get to the... You know, going to the was it West Exec Consulting Firm, which was Blinken's, to go to Beacon where he was, to get involved, with, to find out and start home accountable of all these operations that are really part of the administrative state. It's where they go when they're outside of government to make the big coin. But particularly go to Sequoia Capital. I still don't understand why Sequoia Capital has not been field stripped in public hearings and exposed for the Chinese Communist Party front operation they are, Colonel Harvey. Well, I would like to go after Sequoia Capital, too, along with some others. But I think, you know, going back to your comment, I think Mr. Ziegler and Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, are being uh, attacked by the Biden, Hunter Biden team and probably in some consultation with the White House team, too, to um, distract, put up a smokescreen, obfuscate and divert attention because uh, Congressman Comer and his committee are over the target. I think they're focused on about six lines of operation linking the the Biden administration and Hunter, Biden family, I should say, the Biden crime family and Hunter to uh, Chinese financial lines that are are influencing and probably influenced a number of of the decisions to include uh, waving off um, the um, public accounting and transparency requirements for Chinese businesses dealing in the American stock market. Um, to say nothing of Burisma or a number of other uh, fraudulent or, or potentially illegal actions dealing with European companies and investments, not just in Ukraine. 
And I think that's over the target and doing well. What I'm worried about is the weaponization part of it being led by, um, you know, Congressman Jordan, where we got to get after the FBI, DOJ. And that's going to be a much tougher nut to crack because they're just going to ignore any subpoenas that come out of there. So they probably are going to have to go after that more indirectly. But I think there's a paper trail here that, you know, if we can get that out and disseminate it in the media, it's going to be, you know, a bombshell. It'll make Watergate look like child's play compared to what the Biden family has done. And basically selling influence that undermine American institutional investors, American private investors, and advantage Chinese civil military fusion development for their economy and their military war machine. Derek, here's the thing I said over the weekend at the at the uh, World War III conference, and we're going to get you the information, and we want to make you part of that, um, is that I talked about the scale of the fight that we have against the greatest enemy we've ever had, the Chinese Communist Party, the scale of this yeah. war, all the way from you know Sub-Saharan Africa and Brazil to the boardrooms of London and everything in between, uh, the urgency of it, and that they've actually declared war on us and unrestricted warfare, and we're deep in this a couple of years. And right now, I think that they're winning. But the third and the most, that this is, more, this is unique in American history in that we've always had from the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, you've had people on different sides and even people in the North. There were a lot of Southern sympathizers. You've never had a fifth column like you've had as we go against our, the greatest existential threat and enemy we've ever had. You don't have an insignificant amount of the American elite that are either on the payroll or working with the Chinese Communist Party, and the Bidens are a perfect example. It's one of the reasons I got brought in to review the information that was coming on the laptop from hell, is giving my expertise in this. And you could see right away uh, the involvement and the shocking involvement. And now that they're putting out bank records, <laughs> they're putting out wire transfers. And I understand that Hunter Biden's lawyer may not like that, but that's what, the, that's what the, these committees are putting out. Uh, talk to me for a second about the fifth column here in the United States. Frank Gaffney's book, The Indictment, begins the process of actually naming names. Talk to me about the fifth column. As we take on the greatest enemy we've ever had, there's, there's more than a few powerful elites, monetarily, technology, media, politics, education, culture, that are playing for the other side. Yeah, it's all there in, in Frank's book and, and some others. And I spent an hour on Frank Gaffney's show not too long ago talking about this. But, you know, Mr. Moritz and the leadership team of Sequoia Capital is is an example of this. By by the way, you know, they're neighbors with, with Nancy Pelosi out there in San Francisco. Um, and these people live together, they work together, they, they believe in the same thing. Nancy Pelosi admires and, and believes there's so much that we can learn from, from China about how she loves the idea of one-party dominant control, where you don't have to deal with the, the troublesome nature of uh, a Republican representative, uh, bicameral Congress, dealing with a judiciary, a constitution, and, and federalism. She doesn't like that at all. And the Chinese don't have to deal with that. Even former Secretary of State Kerry talks admiringly about how well China is, and it's a model for the world, and we could learn so much from China. Um, so we have that group that admire and, and burnish the Chinese image here. We've got this threat from TikTok and how they're using information 
social media to try to influence the dialogue and debate in this country subtly through TikTok and not so subtly. And it's nothing, what TikTok here is in the United States is nothing like what it is in China, where it bolsters nationalism, good behavior, that type of thing. Um, and, and we can't even get agreement here in Congress about how to deal with the threat from TikTok. In fact, what they put up, you know, um, Senator Warner from the Senate Intelligence Committee, he suggests that the bill that he put forward uh, is actually designed to enhance U.S. government control over all of social media, to allow the government to censor and make these decisions. So it wasn't even focused on TikTok. That's the type of attitude and, and problem we're dealing with. What they do is they throw a smoke screen. They say they're going to address TikTok, but they don't. They, they say they're going to have an agreement to deal with Chinese access and being on our markets, but they don't enforce the deals, whether it's a, a deal that's you know bilateral between us and China or a World Trade Organization set of rules. We just don't enforce it, and that's our elite, both Republican and Democrat, whether it's Senator McConnell or Senator Schumer. They do not stand for enforcing American national or economic security interests. Uh, Comer's doing a good job on, on Hunter Biden. Where do you recommend that this investigation is? It's got to be House Intel. Uh, and I don't know why House Intel is not all over Sequoia, but where is the investigation into all these consulting firms, the inside-outside game? If you had to pick one, and I realize you said, look, Jordan's got his hands full. The weaponization thing is not quite off to the start that we all wanted. Where should this investigate? Because we've got to get to the bottom of the administrative and deep states financing, who they're in business with. Uh, who their contacts are, who supports them. Where, where would you suggest that that investigation would, take place? I would, I would hope that we would give it to the select committee being led by Congressman Mike Gallagher that's focused on China because that's the nexus of this threat. And look at it, quit focusing so much on you know the military strategic, whether it's space systems or, you know, conflict, Army, Navy, Air Force type posturing. Avoid that and let's go after the broader scope of the threat, which is, and the more direct threat to us, which is what I'm worried about, is this corruption and the disintegration of the core values, this fifth column you're talking about here. Um, I would like more focus on the Sequoias, the Black Rocks, um, the J.P. Morgans, etc., that are financing in enabling the technology transfer uh, from America to to China. And I think if we could get a focus from Mike Gallagher on that, I know he's fully aware of the of the Sequoia financial market issues. Um, Pottinger, former national security advisor to um, Trump, has been briefing him. So have others. Venture capital folks have briefed uh, Mike Gallagher on this. But we need Speaker McCarthy to put that focus on it, too, and to help steer this in the right direction. Unless we get that yeah, we need to, leadership we, focus, we're not going to get where yeah. we need to go. And we've got to drop this concept of peer uh, competitors. They're not a peer competitor. They're, no, they're, they're an not. enemy, a stone-cold enemy. And What I'm amazed at, Steve, the, the is focus, we, we, we never pay attention ahead, to sir. what they actually say they're going to do. 
They say they're going to build a Navy. They do build a Navy. They say they're going to go after satellite uh, ASAT capabilities, and they do it. They say they're going to go to the moon, and they're going to set up a, a, a colony on the moon, and they're building towards that for 2036. They just had a breakthrough in how to build, develop and, and, and get oxygen in space without having to transport it up there. You know, what they say they're going to do, they're going to do, and our intelligence community and political leaders tend to dismiss it. And I think they're, they're doing mere imaging because a lot of what our political leaders say, they don't actually mean. Yeah, willful blindness. Um, as yeah. I said last week, if you, if you read Mein Kampf when it came out, he laid out exactly what he was going to do. All people had to do was be like Churchill, read what the man says, see what his moves are, you know what he's going to do, and the world paid a, a, a horrific price for that. Unrestricted Warfare came out 24 years ago. They're, they're, and, and then you see every speech they give. They're, they're in your face of what they're going to do, and they're unyielding in doing that. Colonel Harvey, what's your social media? How do, people, how do more people get to all your, uh, your content? DerekHarvey.org is my uh, web presence, and then at Derek Harvey on Truth Social. Uh, and you can contact me. There's a place to reach out to me for contact on DerekHarvey.org. Colonel Harvey, thanks for taking time away today to join us. I'm one of the smartest guys thanks. out there. God bless you, Steve. We're, thank you, brother. We're going to be putting uh, we're going to be putting information out all week that you can get totally free to make sure that you get uh, a full understanding of the Third World War, the early years, including the uh, the financial side of that. This week is going to be this massive debate and firefight on Capitol Hill about the debt ceiling. I want to make sure everybody's up to speed on it. We're putting out information all the time. I put up things on my Getter account nonstop. Getter's totally free. Just download it. Uh, you can get uh, to it. I'm at Steve Bannon. Cortez is at Steve. He's a bigger hitter, so I took the, 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 had to put the last name up. But I put content up 24 hours a day. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. You get all the information about gold, who's buying it. And we had Philip Patrick on the Saturday show talking about the central banks purchase in 22, the greatest ever of gold, and the central banks in 23 are off to a big start. Understand the reason why. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon, particularly the third installment and the end of the dollar empire about the debt trap. The second one is about the prime reserve currency. The first is about the politics of money. From our founding until the founding of the Federal Reserve, make sure you check it all out. The other thing we had on Saturday was Jeff Clark did an amazing job, I think shocked people about the electric vehicle. That may be the brainchild part of it of Susan Rice. We'll get his thoughts on that topic next in the world. Inflation has consequences as the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending Long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. 
text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action. Stephen K. Bannon. Another... Complete and total. How many embassies have we given up in the Biden regime's watch now? Another debacle. I've had it up on Getter last week on these uh, warlords fighting each other. Another debacle in Sudan. Uh, we're going to find out. I think i am been reading and talking to people. I think maybe fourteen or 15,000 Americans there. Uh, missionaries, but people working on, on you know construction projects, working with uh, companies over there. We're going to the, get to all of it. That's another Biden fiasco another embarrassing humiliating disaster of not thinking things through uh one thing they are thinking through and this is why on on um mccarthy's uh take on this budget he really is going after which i think is positive i just don't think it's deep enough it doesn't it's not i'm not saying it's not what interests me i like what he's doing but he's really going after in these cuts he's trying to go to unwind the Biden agenda, and people haven't really spent time on how radical this agenda, even if you believe the underlying intellectual um, arguments, of which I don't, but even if you believed them, just the way they're going about it is so rapid and so radical and so poorly thought through that it can't possibly succeed. It just can't possibly succeed. It's going to lead to another debacle. And you had Anna Kasparian on Young Turks, and she was saying this, and she's a, a populist, progressive, far-left uh, political commentator. She was saying how the decisions they're making, like in places like California, are destroying the middle class and the working class. All about this. I got Jeff Clark. Clark, you did such an amazing job on Saturday. People all weekend were, were t- talking to me about, man, they didn't realize... <laughs> How rapidly this is coming towards us. And the electric vehicle is just the, it's like the, it's like the camel's nose under the tent because it leads right. to so much more. But that's how I lean with. But give me first, the, the big news out of Washington today, everybody's talking about Susan Rice has, has stepped down. Now, Susan Rice, all her expertise was like, an inter, she got her PhD, I think, in international economics. She was always more of a national security type and a development economic type for third world countries. And then all of a sudden she comes... Into, and she was she and Eric Holder, I think, were the two top people that President Obama depended on. And when people say this is Biden's third or this is Obama's third and most radical term, the one people look at is Susan Rice. But she came here as head of the Domestic Policy Council. People should understand the White House. You have the NSC, which is the national security part, and you have the Domestic Policy Council, which is, quite frankly, just as powerful. It unites all the it's the organizing group that organizes all the cabinet and the administrative state on what they're doing. She was at the cutting edge. She and Kerry were at the cutting edge of this radical plan of net carbon zero. What would her leaving, first off, why was she even in a position of domestic policy when she was all international 
and uh, uh, unless they think America is now economy's third world, and she's an expert in that third world, you know, PhD in third world economy, I think it is. What what was she doing? What kind of impact she have, and how big a deal is she now? She's leaving. So yeah, Steve, I think you're right about this. I think the reason why they moved her to uh, head domestic policy is because for them, the major things they want to accomplish on domestic policy are basically you know things coming out of the World Economic Forum that are going to hamper the United States. That's why she's the big driver of the uh, the climate agenda and this you know ridiculous push for net zero. Um, you know if you're going to get to net zero, as I said uh, on Saturday, you know you're going to have to do some radical things, and the vehicle rule is is just that. I think it's a big deal that uh, she's leaving. I mean, maybe it suggests that uh, you know it's just time for her to cash in, and you know someone in the nameless ranks of globalist types can just fill in right behind her, you know, with her having set the agenda. And believe me, uh, you know, Steve, these past two weeks, last week and this week, they're really dropping all the hammers on the environmental policy. They have three gigantic things. They have the vehicle rule that I talked about that's going to try to force 70 percent electric vehicles by model year 2032. They're going to come out this week with their replacement to the Obama clean power plan that the Supreme Court struck down last term in the West Virginia versus EPA case. And they've had Biden sign an executive order on so-called environmental justice, which is, you know, uh, truly wokeism come to environmental policy. And it's the kind of thing the left does where they, in 1984 fashion, in Winston uh you know, fashion, they redefine words, right? So environmental justice, I would submit, is neither justice nor classic environmentalism. It's essentially about creating these kinds of giant pots of money and then moving them to your favorite constituencies and then using that to build more political power and undermine traditional industries in the United States. For our audience that didn't catch it Saturday, that didn't catch the clips, Russell Singley, talk to us about this radical rule change. They just decided to change the rules. It's not, it hasn't gone back to Congress. They're not trying to get a statutory change here. Uh, the rule change on, on environmental, they want to talk about the power plants, another bombshell kind of this morning on, on the power plants. Walk me through the EV first and let's go to the plants. Sure. So on the, uh, on the EV side, um, you know, they're going to ramp up the standards starting in model year uh, 2026. And they've already done a rulemaking in this area. It basically reduces greenhouse gas emissions, and that's the equivalent of driving up fuel economy. And if you make the standards stringent enough, Steve, right, the only way you can hit the standards is by having so-called zero emission vehicles, which are electric cars. So they recognize that, and then their modeling sort of showing if you want to hit our super aggressive standards by model year 2032, we're going to have to have 70% electric vehicles. And at the moment, we only have 7%. So that's a 900% increase in about an eight-year period because model year 2032 starts in, in 2031. And I think that's you know a big issue under this Supreme Court case from last term about the major questions doctrine, because... There's been no new vote on this. I don't think there's any clear indication of the Clean Air Act in Section 202 where this authority uh, ostensibly comes from to put us on a uh, battery electric vehicle mandate. And as I started to say, but we ran out of time on Saturday, 
you know, I've been litigating in this area for a long time. So going back to the early 2000s before I joined the Bush administration, uh, we managed to get a 2% electric vehicle mandate that California had pioneered. It always starts in California and was traveling to the northeastern states. We got the one in Massachusetts struck down. Not only did we get it struck down, we got it struck down and we got our attorney's fees for winning that case in the First Circuit, Steve. Why is, uh, I, I said at the time, the West Virginia case about going after the administrative state, I said at the time that that actually may have a bigger impact than the Dobbs decision. Walk our audience through, why was that such important? Uh, because, you know, Gorsuch and these guys were, were, were essentially selected because of their outlook on the administrative state and the feeling that the administrative state had gotten too powerful. That's where Kavanaugh and, uh, and Gorsuch are, uh, or someone in Gorsuch, I think, being one of the leading thinkers about this. Walk yes. me through, walk the audience through why that's such an important decision and why they're 24 hours a day figuring out to do workarounds on that decision. Right. So, Steve, basically the decision, uh, the West Virginia decision, is a, uh, an attempt to start reviving the non-delegation doctrine. So Article 1, uh, Section 1 of the U.S. Constitution vests Congress with the lawmaking power. It doesn't vest the executive branch with the lawmaking power. It says that all laws are to be made by Congress. And so that led to you know, a long period of our republic where the Supreme Court recognized that you can't just you know, willy-nilly hand off vast amounts of authority over the national economy or over anything to unelected bureaucrats who serve in the administrative state. And, uh, you know, that culminated in the 1930s when, you know, a couple statutes were struck down in these famous cases called the hot oil case and the sick chicken case. Uh, but then, you know, Roosevelt, very angry FDR, he threatened the, uh, them with court packing and, you know, uh, they started to buckle at the knees and they started to allow more and more delegations. Um, in the 70s, you know, we had, uh, you know, and, and 80s, we had at least uh, some revival of that doctrine with the court saying, look, you know, the OSHA statutes are going too far. We have to read them more narrowly so they don't create non-delegation doctrine problems. But this latest major questions doctrine is another way to try to skin the cat in the same pro-constitutional direction and say, look, if there is a major question of economic or political significance, then there has to be a clear statement in a statute by Congress that the agency has the power to do what it purports to do. And if there's no clear statement, and, and the Supreme Court found that was lacking in the West Virginia case in the Clean Air Act as to setting greenhouse gas emission standards in the way they were trying to do it from power plants and generation shift, then it's unlawful, they struck it down. So, uh, and then Justice Gorsuch, whom you mentioned, he is a big progenitor of this revival. He wrote separately, his concurrence is excellent and it argues that the major questions doctrine shouldn't just embrace major questions as a matter of economic or political significance, but also ones that are major questions in terms of the separation of powers and federalism. So this is a major you know, milestone in Supreme Court history and it's why they're trying uh, desperately to get around it. And one of the ways they've tried to get around it, Steve, is by embedding various little things sneakily into the so-called Inflation Reduction Act, which is like the stealth Green New Deal. And that's why one of the things, just to go back to the budget and the debt ceiling, the, uh, pulling back the Inflation Reduction Act and everything they're doing here on uh, net zero carbon and everything to do in the environment is a very high priority as part of the big fight that we're going to have. It's not just about the cash out of pocket on that. That's what it means. Uh, I'm, if you can hold on for a second, because I want to say, 
when they're stopped by the Supreme Court and the rule of law, and you heard, hey, you know, people are saying, hey, if they'd come out uh, against this uh, abortion pill today, we're just not going to enforce it. I mean, the radicals in, in, in Congress are just sitting there going, hey, if the courts go give us something we don't like, we're just not going to force it. That's the beginning of anarchy. But the Biden administration is also slick. This, this executive order, when they're stopped and they know that we control the House, they can't get statutory changes. He's just going to sign an executive order that gives these broad, incredible powers. And, and when you look at it, this environmental justice executive order is about as radical as anything that's ever been signed by President of the United States. Jeff Clark's going to break it down for a short commercial break. We also have Reggie Littlejohn. Time to go to work, folks. We've got a big thing happening this week to save the sovereignty of our nation against the World Health Organization, the World Health Assembly. Reggie Littlejohn will also join us momentarily. Short break. Back in a moment. Stephen K. Bannon here with a warning. When's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? What if the title to your home, the legal document that proves you actually own it, is in some criminal's name? That's home title theft, and it's a total and complete nightmare. Home titles are online now. Once a criminal forges your signature, it's a race against time to stop him before he takes out loans against your home or worse, sells your home. So when's the last time you checked your home's title? My partners at Home Title Lock demonstrate how criminals get you in minutes. They found the title to my home online and forged my signature, stating I sold my home. Some criminal was now the owner. Home Title Lock helps shut it down. That's what they do better than anyone on this planet. How do you know some criminal hasn't taken over your title to your home? Find out free with a sign-up and get 30 days. Let me repeat that. 30 days of free protection when you use promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. That's HomeTitleLock.com, Bannon. That's promo code Bannon at HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Do this today. Take action, action, action. Host Stephen K. Bannon. Welcome back. Uh, we're going to put we're putting up now exclusive content. Uh, to everybody, totally free. Just go to warren.org and sign up for our newsletter. Hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people get it every day. But Ben Harnwell is going to start adding exclusive content that he's pulling together starting every day. I think it's going to start today. So make sure you go sign up, warren.org, very simple. Just sign up. Make sure you're on the email list. The newsletter, we're punching it up all the time, going to make it even more informative. If you got the, if you go to Getter, get totally immersed in all of our whether it's uh, Grace Chung or myself or Captain Bannon, also Grace's Twitter feed always comes in a little hot, okay, the queen of the trolls. Um, but our, the newsletter we're spending a lot more time on. Ben's going to start putting up exclusive content, so go to warroom.org to, um, to uh, sign up. Make sure you get it. Also, we got a bunch of big stories to work on. The Ray Up situation last night was 60 Minutes. Uh, we're going to get um, the, 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 the team at Revolver, <laughs> that they failed to interview on uh, on on 60 Minutes. We'll have the Revolver team here tomorrow to do a breakdown. We'll do a complete breakdown of uh, of uh, of Ray Epps, uh, Darren Beatty. Uh, they were going to interview him for some reason. They didn't. So we'll make sure we'll do the interview. 60 Minutes should have done to get to the bottom of Ray Epps. Also, for the precinct strategy, just heard so many compliments talking to people all last week. People are 
using the precinct strategy. If you go to precinctstrategy.com, you get the handbook. It shows you how to do it, of where to sign up. Um, but massive wins over the weekend, and particularly in Georgia, Candace Taylor and the team down there. So we're going to have some people hopefully get Candace on tomorrow and have um, uh, one of the uh, one of our top uh, correspondents for RAV is going to walk through. They've been following it very closely to walk through about how the grassroots and how the precinct strategy started to work. And they're not happen, happy. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's headline was far-right-wing activists start to take over key counties in the Georgia GOP. So they're clearly not happy. But uh, congratulations to everybody that did that. We look forward to getting into it tomorrow. Uh, Jeff Clark. And, and this is one of the reasons on the Third World War, I want to take time and go through what's really happening there and how it ties to the budget I don't think people fully appreciate, and this is why we're trying to even do a better job here, of how they're trying to transform the entire country. And the way they're doing it is through this environmental policy or this woke uh, net carbon zero. And it's got massive implications. It's going to have massive financial implications, economic implications, particularly for people under 40. It's going to be just, I can't describe how big it is. You can see that they're they're chop blocked by the Supreme Court decision, and now they always do what they do. They write an executive order, and that executive order it gives them broad authority. This will all be challenged in court, but broad authority on what's called environmental justice. And I can right. tell you, folks, we're going to have a firefight over this one. This is one of the biggest aspects, I think, positive of what Speaker McCarthy's putting out on his budget fights go to the heart of a lot of this stuff. I don't think the cuts are nearly enough, but on this aspect— I think he's being very smart. Jeff Clark. So, Steve, yeah, this executive order from Biden is bad news. You know, I call it the apotheosis or the homecoming or the apex of uh, the Obama uh, notion of, you know, I've got a phone, I've got a pen. Right. So, you know, Congress is going to block what I'm going to do or there are existing laws I can't possibly figure a way to comply with and get to where I want to. So I'm just issue an executive order. And this executive order is mandating this thing called environmental justice. You know, at some level, I don't think the American people understand what that means. I understand it essentially to be Marxism come to environmental policy. Its thesis is, you know, uh, companies build plants in cheaper to build areas and those areas tend to have more minorities and that so therefore environmental policy is racist i mean ignoring the fact obviously right that you know uh buildings get built uh where there's a kind of transportation infrastructure where you have access to markets you know where land is cheap and we even have a brownsfield policy that says let's build on places that already have contamination rather than contaminating green fields but all that you know, would fall under the chopping block of uh, of environmental justice. And look, the, the left, the Marxist legal theorists, Steve, are really big on this term indeterminacy. They say that all law is indeterminate. The judges can do what they want. It's just a disguised form of politics. Yeah, but this is worse than that. This is like bootstrapped indeterminism. Nobody knows exactly what environmental justice truly entails. But now every agency in the government is being ordered by Joe Biden to use environmental justice to maximum effect in order to make policy changes. And what that's really going to boil down to is we're just going to do what we want to and we're going to cloak it under environmental justice. And it's just like the electric vehicles where black and brown people are going to be priced out of the vehicle market and the people under 40 are going to be priced out of the vehicle market, Steve, given all the economic changes. 
Similarly here, if you don't build factories in places near minority populations, you're going to find that they're going to have even bigger unemployment problems. So instead of being something that helps to get rid of racism, it's actually something that's going to reinforce racism. Yeah. But it's going to you know, be woke policy that makes the left and the Democrats feel good. Talk to me about East Palestine. You've been all over this from the beginning. Talk to us about our brethren in East Palestine. What's the status update? So uh, status update there. Let me do the, the uh, thing that the Warren Posse can actually do. So last week I joined an environmental justice uh, community uh, uh, virtual call. And I asked the question because they were talking about how they're going to give out all these grant monies. You know, if the community of East Palestine does you know, not have a lot of minority uh, members, can they still apply for one of these grants? And uh, let me call up uh, the name of the EPA official here. It was a guy by the name of Jacob Burney. He said yes. He said that a local community-based nonprofit could apply for an uh, inflation reduction grant or what they're going to call change grants starting in about the fall. Um, They may be like $10 million. And, you know, a local government could affiliate with a local nonprofit that East Palestine formed. I mean, look, if there's going to be this money sloshing around and, you know, it doesn't get eliminated or cut back, then certainly I think the the devastated folks in East Palestine should be able to get access to that. Um, There are some other things going on as well. Look, I mean, Time magazine just did a piece on Earth Day saying that Earth Day needs to be a religious holiday, which I think just underscores that this environmental movement really is a new religion, a kind of neo-paganism. I say that under traditional religion, you know, it's remarkable that in terms of having regard for your fellow man, President Biden's jet setting all over the place, but he still hasn't gone to uh, East Palestine to see the people there and to try to help them out. Um, The EPA lawsuit uh, that was filed in March um, is starting to gear up. Uh, Interestingly enough, Norfolk Southern has asked for that lawsuit to be reassigned from uh, the judge who currently has it, Judge Adams, to a Judge Benitez who has uh, 31 private actions in front of her, 24 of which purport to be class action. So the class action bar, the plaintiff's bar, is on trying to get relief uh, for people and clearly uh, Norfolk Southern is feeling the heat of all the litigation uh, that they're facing. And then the last update I had for you was uh, that, um, you know, something I hadn't noticed initially in looking at the inspector general of EPA uh, indication that they're going to do an investigation. There are actually 34 individuals copied on his letter. So, you know, uh, we'll see whether this turns out to be an effort to sweep it under the rug. But if you just went by the number of people who got CC'd on the letter, it looks like it's going to be quite a sprawling investigation of what went wrong in that situation with EPA uh, on the scene response to you. Uh, Jeff, how do people get to you? Social media and the uh, in the site over with uh, Russ Vote and the team. So I'm Jeff Clark US at uh, Getter and uh, Twitter and uh, Jeff Clark, um, uh, real Jeff Clark. I'm sorry at Truth Social and our website is AmericaRenewing.com. Uh, Brother Clark, thank you very much. Uh, honored to have you on here. Thank you for the updates. Thanks a lot, Steve. Up and get uh, even more involved in East Palestine. Hopefully, we'll have updates for everybody next week. Um, 
it takes a lot to have uh, Susan Rice leaving the White House a big deal. It would take a lot in American culture and society to top that as the lead story. But I think we got to top uh, breaking news. I'm sure some people have seen this. Tucker Carlson and uh, Fox News have parted ways. The last show of Tucker Carlson tonight was Friday night. So this actually obviously came to a head over the weekend. Uh, no announcements from Tucker to date. We're going to try to track down Pasovic and maybe Darren Bia, some other folks. But Blockbuster News, which I've said, hey, the reason to watch Fox, you got Maria in the morning. You've got, uh, you've got Jesse, right? He's getting there. But Tucker's really the reason to, to watch Fox. Uh, with this, I don't know why anybody needs to watch anything on the Murdoch Empire because Tucker was the mainstay of the uh, the populist voice over at uh, Fox. And it's just, this is blockbuster news. Uh, Tucker's announced he's leaving. And not just that, the last show was Friday night. So tonight they're going to replace it with, I don't know, Fox News tonight or something, but no Tucker Carlson at Fox News. It looks like no Tucker Carlson at Fox Nation, the streaming service. We'll get more details of that uh, momentarily and hopefully have big updates on, on the 5 o'clock show. Um, let's go to Reggie Littlejohn. Reggie. Uh, the posse is looking uh, to take action, 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 and to make sure that they save the sovereignty of our nation. There, there's something that I can tell you, and this came up over the weekend on the Third World War, is that this issue of our sovereignty is f foremost in people's minds. Walk through, where do we stand with the World Health Organization and World Health, uh, was it World Health Assembly, WHA, where are we? Well, first of all, thank you so much, uh, Steve. And we really need the help of War Room Posse to keep our sovereignty. And yes, our sovereignty is an issue for the people of the United States, but it's not an issue for our congressional representatives who think that other things are more important. So what's happening right now is the World Health Assembly is going to be meeting at the end of May. And um, they are going to be considering uh, two instruments, these instruments are officially coming up for a vote in May of 2024. However, they can consider sections of them and pass them even in May of 2023. They did that in 2022. They passed sections, okay? What we're worried about with respect to our, our national sovereignty is these agreements would make World, the health, World Health Organization become um, a binding regulatory and enforcement agency with sovereignty over our health care, and it would also establish a biotech surveillance state. And I can go into chapter and verse on this. And according to Article 35 of the treaty, once it passes any or any section of it, a country can send them a notification and say, "We're just we're going to enforce it right now. We're going to implement it right now." This could happen. And so what Frank Gaffney and I are trying to do is to get a press conference, at least on Capitol Hill, from our representatives saying, we don't want this to happen. We don't want to cede our sovereignty to the World Health Organization. And we have this the Sovereignty Coalition. We've got the American Sovereignty Declaration. We've got about, I don't know, 200 to 300,000 actions taken, including 70,000 phone calls. Apparently, that's not enough for our Congress because they're ignoring it. And we're asking everybody who's watching right now to go on to SovereigntyCoalition.org and, and, and sign the declaration, which will go to your representatives, and call them. Because if this doesn't happen this week, then for the next two weeks, they're out, okay? And then when we come back, they're going to say, oh, it's too late to do anything about this. It has to happen this week. It has to happen now. Okay. 
hang on and we're going to take a commercial break we're going to come back and go through that one more time so people know what they're supposed to do uh i think what's most disturbing is that even some of the good guys approved the national defense authorization act that had a lot of this language tucked in the what 1700 pages that nobody got to read because it got jammed in right next to or right before the omnibus bill in december classic you know way to get this stuff in there anyway reggie little john will join a short commercial break Hopefully have even more updates on Tucker Carlson, Blockbuster News, Tucker Carlson, leaving Fox News. All next in the world. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned. Sad to say, but you need to be prepared and properly trained to defend yourself and to defend your family. Thankfully, there's iTarget Pro. This revolutionary system allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. No more inconvenient trips to the range, and with inflation causing the price of ammo to skyrocket, you save a ton of money. Just download iTarget's proprietary app, load the laser bullet into your firearm, and start your training experience. iTarget will help you develop muscle memory, sharpen target reaction speed, sight alignment, trigger function, and more iTarget Pro comes in all the major calibers, so you can stay sharp with almost any firearm. Go to iTargetPro.com right now and save 10% plus. Get free shipping with the offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, all one word. This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter iTargetPro.com. That's iTargetPro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Right. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the way you want. Download now. Okay, uh, the great Tucker Carlson out at uh, Fox News. Hopefully we'll have an update on that uh, at the 5 o'clock and the 6 o'clock hour. We're reaching out to a lot of people, a lot of people blowing up our phone on this news. Uh, we heard it might be a scuffle with the Murdochs in their direction of where they want to take the channel. Obviously, Tucker is the is the uh, is the rock star over there. It's the show that uh, everybody in the war room posse, everybody in the Trump movement, it's the one show that they still watch. So uh, a lot of developments. We'll get more of that about Tucker Carlson leaving uh, leaving Fox News. Um, Reggie Littlejohn, let's go back. Specifically, what do people have to do this week? I think they're only out, by the way, for a week. I don't think they're out for two weeks. I think they're out for a week. But your point's well taken that with this debt fight, everything else is being overcome. When you talk about our sovereignty, nothing can be higher. What specifically do you need people to do, and where do they go? Is there a script you have or, or, or what? Where do they go to get more information to see if it makes sense for them if they want to call their, their, uh, their congressman or their senator? Well, about the debt, debt ceiling, Steve, I think that uh, why don't we tie our demand that the, that the United States withdraw from the World Health Organization to any agreement to raise the debt ceiling? I think that's some leverage right there. And I would ask people to go to SovereigntyCoalition.org. That's SovereigntyCoalition.org. When you sign the declaration, you also have the opportunity to send it to your um, senators and your congressional representatives. 
And then also you can call them. There's been 70,000 calls already made and there's a call script. They, you don't have to argue with them. You don't have to explain it to them. They just keep track of how many people call. You just call and say, we demand that the United States uh, withdraw from the WHO and we think that we should not increase the debt ceiling unless that happens. It's very, very simple. Five, you know, just one minute phone call. Okay, and once again, where do people go and where do you have the information? I just want to make sure everybody, if we can put it on the Chiron, it'd be great. Uh, if everybody uh, can go there and, and, and read for themselves and make sure they understand it. So, yeah, we're trying to get Congress to have some kind of a press conference or take some kind of an action. And, and we need the help of everybody to go to SovereigntyCoalition.org, SovereigntyCoalition.org, sign the declaration, send it to your representatives, and that will give us the um, ability to say, look, people care about our sovereignty. We need to have a press conference. We need to have some action. Uh, Reggie, what's your uh, what's your social media? How do people track you? I'm at Real Reggie Little John on Getter. So thank you so very much. Oh, perfect. We follow you over there too. So thank you very much. Make sure you go to thanks, Reggie. Reggie's one of the folks works with uh, Frank Gaffney. They're doing such a fantastic job. Okay, a lot going on. Uh, number one, make sure you go to Getter. We're putting up information nonstop throughout the day. Also, Worm.org, this is totally free. We've got uh, Ben Harnwell, and Ben will join us in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, ben is going to put up exclusive content every day, things he doesn't put up on Getter. He's going to put up on our new site. You get it there first, and we'll put it up later. So make sure you go to Warroom.org if you haven't gotten the newsletter. The newsletter is also very powerful. It gives you the links, and particularly if you listen to the podcast. Now, if you listen to the podcast or if you want to help us out, just download the podcast and leave a review. The reviews come in are absolutely amazing, and we read them all, and we take them to heart on about topics we uh, cover and how we cover things. So make sure you go. You can download the podcast. Uh, you can give a review. Uh, if you listen to the podcast and don't get a chance to see the show on Real America's Voice or any of the other services we're up on, you can also go to the, uh, you can go to the website and go to the newsletter, and you can get all the visuals. You know, A lot of times we have people up here putting up charts, putting up analysis, and it, it's very helpful uh, to be able to to be able to see that, so I want to make sure everybody checks it out. Also, this week, and this is the firefight, and and you guys are in it. You're the chairman of the creditors committee. I don't say that lightly. You know that with your efforts in calling Congress and talking to your congressmen and talking when they're back home, that people understand you have their back in this fight, and this fight is all important. And right now, uh, you're the deciding factor about how tough this opening negotiating position is. As I say. Uh, Kevin McCarthy and the team over there, I think particularly as they focused on essentially the Green New Deal and a lot of things on energy, which they're going after, I think is very important. I do believe there's a lot more room and you're just going to have to force these moderates to come over. Uh, there's a lot more room, a lot bigger cuts and a lot more innovation we can do and not raising the debt ceiling one penny. Even raising a trade and a half, I keep asking people, where does it stop? We're going to be right back in this situation. If you raise it a million and a half, given the economy... Uh, cratering right now, you're going to be back here very quickly. We'll get this one done and we're right back into the same fight. So why don't we try to solve it now? And the way to solve it now is to get the federal spending under control, is to put up a hard and fast, we're not going to raise this. What we're going to do is prioritization of payments as cash comes in. And we understand now that there's less cash coming in than you projected. Although you didn't give us those projections, we can do the math and know that there's less coming in because there's less tax revenue because the economy's cratering. 
So, but we know that the cash comes in, covers all of the interest payment, covers all the face amount of any debt repayment that would have to take place as things rolled over, so that it is impossible to default on uh, the full faith and credit of the United States. It's impossible to default on any security that's been issued by the U.S. government. And so we know that, that it would have to be a conscious decision by Joe Biden, a conscious decision by Janet Yellen. Now, once you get past that, you've got to start having a discussion because you're in bankruptcy. You've got to have a start a discussion of not are you going to pay people, but the timing of when you're going to pay them. And then you can get started, get to the massive cuts. And we need massive cuts. They're going to flip the argument very quickly. I already see this coming. They're going to say, oh, no, the economy's cratering. You got 11 banks now that Moody's just put on on uh, credit watch. Uh, this going to be, you know, this is going to be terrible. We need a stimulus. You need to stimulate the economy. More spending. Remember, even in the, the Rust Vote model right now, it's four trillion, four and a half trillion taken out of 10 years. And that's a great start, but we need much more. We need to get to a balanced budget, and we need to get to a balanced budget quickly because we cannot continue to finance this. The foreign governments don't want to buy the bonds anymore. This is more public debt. It's just the Federal Reserve cranking out uh, money. Okay, Charlie Kirk's going to follow us. Real America's Voice, a couple hours of populism national. We're going to be back five to seven. And yes, I will be in the driver's seat. We took uh, some days off last week in the afternoons to have some meetings, get some things rolling, as we say. Be more information about that, but the 5 o'clock show will be amazing. Hopefully have more information on Tucker Carlson punching out over at Fox News. Stephen K. Bannon, Charlie Kirk's next. Go to birchgold.com slash Bannon. Download the debt trap. Make sure you read it. We'll be back here from 5 to 7 tonight. See you then. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Soul Tea. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. 
That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67%. Do it again. WARROOM HEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there. Do it today. Check it out.